Hello and welcome to Digital Insights featuring topics from the boagworld.com blog. My name is Paul Boag and on this podcast I offer advice on user experience and digital transformation. And today I want to talk to you about getting started with usability testing. Can I ask you a question? Are you running regular usability testing? If you're not, then don't feel bad. You're far from alone. Many people see it as a luxury that can't afford, but it doesn't need to be that way. In fact, it can help speed up delivery and reduce your costs. Usability testing is the most crucial thing you can do when designing a user interface or trying to improve a user experience. And yet, shockingly, few of us do it on a regular basis. In fact, many don't do it at all. There are many reasons why usability testing doesn't happen. Finding the time can be hard and many feel that it's a luxury that's reserved for more extensive and expensive builds. But also many people just feel intimidated by the idea. It all seems like too much work. This perception is made worse by posts that you read about usability testing. They're written by user research professionals and the articles emphasize doing things to the highest standard to ensure the best results. But in my opinion, at least doing any testing is better than doing none at all, as long as you recognize that the results you come back with might not be perfect. I'd prefer to do some testing, no matter how amateurish, than give up on the whole idea because it's just too complicated. I promise you that if you start doing some testing, you'll quickly see its value and that'll encourage you to invest more time and energy into doing it. This post is designed to get you started. It aims to strip usability testing back to its absolute core to get you up and running. Once you've seen the results of that and the insights that it can bring, I suspect you'll want to learn more and I recommend taking a course like conducting usability testing with the Interaction Design Foundation. That'll give you a much more professional grounding in the discipline. But let's begin by stripping away some of the complexity that makes usability testing feel like a lot of work. Usability testing doesn't need to be complicated. In fact, a lot of the things that we believe about usability testing are not necessary when starting out. Instead, this is something that any web designer could do easily as part of their normal workflow. One of the biggest reasons usability testing doesn't happen is that we struggle to find the right people to test. There are all kinds of reasons why it's hard to source real users, and even when we can, arranging time with them feels like you're going to end up delaying the project. But if you're testing things like findability, information architecture, or visual hierarchy, getting the right demographic isn't as important as you think. Unless your audience is elderly or young or has a disability of some kind, most people are going to struggle with the same kinds of problems. Instead of fretting about demographic, grab anyone who isn't involved in the project or service or your company. Family members are perfectly fine, as are non-work friends. Yes, you're going to get better results if you use the right audience, but if sourcing people is going to stop you, then don't worry about it too much. Also, don't worry too much about numbers. You don't need to test large numbers of people. Yes, using more people is better, but after about five or six, the number of new issues you're going to find will dramatically decrease. Numbers do matter if you're testing aesthetics, but they matter a lot less when testing usability. Even a handful of people will spot most issues on your site. The key is not so much how many people you test with as how many rounds of testing you do. Often users get stumped by an issue on your site and so they don't spot other problems further in the journey. 
By carrying out a second or third round of testing after fixing earlier stumbling blocks, you will uncover these additional issues. Finally, forget about that fancy usability test lab. Many don't run test sessions because they think they need a lab with two-way mirrors and expensive facilities. In fact, the best place you can test with users is wherever users would naturally access your product or service. A usability test lab, if you think about it, is a very unnatural environment. But visiting a user in their home makes people feel more relaxed and gives you insights into them as a person. However, if you can't do that, you can test pretty much anywhere. I work with a lot of universities who regularly test services with users in the bar at the student union. Some of my more corporate clients just book out a meeting room for a few hours or even carry out remote usability testing. All you need is a laptop, a mic, a webcam and an internet connection. By letting go of some of these preconceptions we have about usability testing, it becomes much easier to integrate it into our workflow. If you're stuck on a difficult problem or arguing with a colleague about the best approach, just get up from your desk and go and test with a random stranger in a coffee shop. No need to wait, no need to debate. How then do we get started with usability testing? Running your first usability testing can feel a little bit scary, but it shouldn't do. The users you are testing don't know what's involved or whether you're doing it wrong, and anyway, there is no single right way of running these sessions. That said, some things will help you get more value from your usability testing, so there are a few things to bear in mind. If you're new to running usability testing, spend some time preparing as it will make all the difference. It will give you confidence and that in turn will relax the participants. Work out exactly what tasks you want the user to complete and any additional questions you want to ask them. It's also worth writing a script the first time you run a session, especially for the first part of the session, so that you can cover all the basics that the participa uh, participant needs to know. Participants find usability testing quite tiring, so keep the sessions as short as possible. Remember, people are helping you out and you don't want to abuse that generosity, even if you're compensating them for their time. I usually aim for a maximum of 40 minutes per session. That works well because you can schedule one meeting per hour and still have 20 minutes between sittings to update your notes and reflect on what you've seen. In that time, you can expect users to complete, I don't know, about three reasonably complex tasks like purchasing a product. Realistically, you're going to have about 10 minutes per task once you've welcomed the participant, explained how things work and got up, up and running. It's critical to ensure the participant is relaxed. If they're not, then they will behave unnaturally and they're going to fail to talk freely about what they're thinking, which is a vital aspect of usability testing. Make it clear that they're not the ones that are being tested. That's why you should avoid referring to it as user testing because it makes it sound like you're testing the user. Explain that there are no wrong or right answers, but instead you're looking for shortcomings in the service. Next, distance yourself from the project. If you've helped build the service, I recommend playing that down. I've even been known to lie and say that I wasn't involved at all. The reason I do this is to give participants the freedom to criticise it. If they think you created it, they're not going to want to upset you by pulling it apart, especially if you're paying them for their time. 
Finally, keep the entire session casual and friendly. Offer people tea and coffee. Start the meeting with some small talk and ask them a little bit about themselves. Do everything you can to put them at their ease, which includes limiting the number of people in the room. If, you, if other people want to watch, that's great, but make sure they do so through a remote link. Be careful in sessions not to accidentally nudge the participant in the right direction. In particular, watch your wording as you talk about the tasks that you want people to complete. For example, avoid including words that appear in the interface. People are going to instantly look for those words and so are much more likely to complete their, the task. You'll find users will ask you questions during a task. Resist the urge to answer them unless completely necessary as you're going to end up accidentally assisting them. They wouldn't have someone sitting there answering their queries in the real world, so you shouldn't be doing that either. Instead, apologize and explain that you don't want to influence the results. Then, at the end of the session, return to the participants' questions and answer them at that point. When you do run test sessions, make sure you record them, capturing both the user and what they're doing. I use a tool called Lookback, which captures the user via the laptop's webcam and records the screen as well. These videos are great for referring back to afterwards, but they have another benefit too. You can take them and edit them down into a compilation of critical moments, which you can show stakeholders and management who were unable to attend. That said, wherever possible, get people to watch the sessions live so you can discuss them together. Endeavor to integrate usability testing into your everyday workflow. And the best way to do this is to schedule regular sessions so that it becomes a routine. In his book, Rocket Surgery Made Easy, Steve Krug recommends one morning a month when you can always test whatever you happen to be working on at the time. You only need to meet with three users and then you sit down with over lunch and discuss the results. The great thing about this approach is that it becomes a regular part of your calendar and stops usability testing getting bumped the whole time. Steve Crew goes on to suggest that you open these sessions to anybody who wants to attend and that you should actively encourage clients and stakeholders to watch from another room. But don't stop there. Continually look for opportunities to test the direction you're going. If people disagree, test. If you aren't sure about your approach, check it. Many services can help with this. For example, user testing makes testing easy. You set up a task, identify the type of person you want, and they will send you a video of the user trying to complete your task. Often you'll get results back within an hour. Then there are uh, tools like Hilo, which enable you to get feedback on a design. Just share a link with your social media followers and get user opinions on the best approach to take. People see usability testing as expensive and time-consuming, but I would argue that done in a lightweight way, it reduces costs and speeds up delivery. Too many projects waste money building functionality that users don't really want and can't use. Usability testing catches those problems early before you spend too much money um, and the team can still change things. Equally, many projects get bogged down in debates and arguments about the best approach. That can cause projects to drag on and leads to deadlines being missed. Lightweight usability testing can break these stalemates and keep projects moving forward. Look, but don't take my word for it. Try it yourself on one project and see the results. When you experience the benefits 
for yourself, you're going to quickly want to skill up and take usability testing to the next level.